Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. the out of box podcast as we continue with the alabama 2021 moments of the year we just did number five last week it's time to do number four gray robertson tom canterbury tom we're in the postseason it's winning time and number four was the opener for alabama in okc at the women's college world series a game that actually meant a lot after you look at it considering you know, Mike Kendra will retire 48 hours later, considering yeah. uh, that we thought Montana hit her peak that night, All right. only to see her do something even more remarkable the next night. And don't worry, folks, you'll hear from that game. <laughs> but this was one, honestly, that I wasn't sure would make the top five. And it snuck in because of how Alabama beat Arizona 5-1 in the Women's College World Series. Yeah, it's been amazing to see in the last – you know, three or four seasons, how much Alabama and Arizona have continued to continue to run into each other. Uh, 2019, you could really make the argument that Montana Fouts really kind of arrived at Alabama with what she did when Alabama went to Tucson in the regular season. And Alabama, that was the moment for me. Yeah. And Alabama beat uh, the Wildcats in Tucson. Um, and then Alabama plays Arizona in the Women's College World Series in 2019. And Alabama wins that game to, to force the, the to move on to play Oklahoma. Um, and then um, Arizona in 2020 comes to Tuscaloosa and beats Alabama twice. Uh, and looks like they're there. They were going to be one of those teams had the 2020 season continued. That was going to be another, you know, world series type team for Candrea. And then uh, 2021 comes around and Alabama gets to play Arizona again in the Women's College World Series. And as you said, uh, ended up being a, a very um, meaningful game for uh, Arizona uh, as much as anything with Mike Andre. And, and we found out later that, you know, the players were kind of aware of the situation. The, the alumni were aware that uh, Andre was going to be retiring at the end of the year. Uh, so, you know, that they were going to come out and, and play. Yeah. Um, I talked about it in the last podcast that, you know, you're, you're not only, trying to continue to play for yourself, but you're trying to end other players' careers. Alabama, turns out, was trying to end one of the greatest coaches' careers of all time. Um, And to play at the level that Alabama did was really impressive. Yeah, this is the third, sixth, and seventh innings in the Women's College World Series against Arizona. It features Montana striking out the side multiple times, tying her career high in strikeouts in the World Series against Arizona, which still blows my mind. <laughs> right. uh, it was a game where Arizona's four through nine in the order went over 13 with 13 strikeouts. And, and this isn't a, you know, a, a, a slub of an offensive team. No. It's, my gosh. Arizona, <laughs> they're quite good. Yeah, they're actually really good. So uh, for Montana Fouts to be able to go out there and dominate that type of an offense uh, was really impressive. And then, 
the the other moments, you know, Alabama, um, Abby Dore coming in and hitting mm-hmm. the home run. Uh, there, there was just so many really cool things that happened for the Crimson Tide in this game. Shall we get to it? Yes. All righty. Oh. This is number four, the third, sixth, and seventh innings in the Women's College World Series, Alabama against Arizona. Here it is. To the top of the third inning, Alabama with a 1-0 lead over Arizona here in game number three of the 2021 Women's College World Series. Due up for the Wildcats here in the third inning, Scoopin, Martinez, and Dayton. 7-8-9, Montana Fouts in the circle for the Crimson Tide. Is uh, retired 6-5 straight via the strikeout, <laughs> and uh, she is picking up right where she left off. Uh, in Super Regionals. I mean, if she wants to track down that Jackie Traina single season record, she's on a pretty solid pace right now. Just again, setting up that rise ball by getting ahead in the count. And when she does get behind, the few times we've seen it, she's just focused on location with her pace and Arizona hasn't been able to touch her as of yet. With Scoopin about to lead things off here in the third inning. To take you through that third, in- third inning, I will turn things over to my partner, Gray Robertson. Well, thank you, Tom. You did yes. well. Thank you. I got to run. It's good to be back here in OKC, isn't it? You know, oh DJ Shauna playing the tunes we believe. I'm not sure out here at OG Energy Field. And Alabama off to a good start against Arizona. You know, something that plagued them a bit in that 2019 game against Oklahoma to open things up. They were always chasing the Sooners. Right. But now they've got the advantage here over the Wildcats. First pitch to Carly Scoopin is in there for strike one. Scoopin, a very talented freshman, hitting 354 this year, 46 of 130, 21 runs scored, seven doubles, a triple, nine homers, 37 RBIs. 389 average here in this tournament. The 0 1, low and outside, 1 and 1. Right. One thing about the Women's College World Series, it's hard to do a scoreboard update because it's the only game going on. But we can definitely talk about what's happened before this game, and we'll do that as part of the Out of the Box podcast scoreboard update. Yeah, Out of the Box underscore pod on Twitter. The 1-1 to Scoopin. Swing and a miss. That was a very late swing, 1-2. and two. Follow us on Twitter. We did a show live in the lobby. Yes. Uh, not live. I mean live to tape. But <laughs> people walked by, and we said hello actually in the same place doing the podcast for the first time all year. Yeah, it was fun. Check it out. One, two from Fouts. Got her on the rise, swing and a miss. And Montana Fouts keeps on humming. Sixth strikeout, and there's one down here on the top of the third. My gosh. I mean, just just mowing down people. You couldn't draw up a better execution of a pitching plan than what Montana Fouts is doing right now with what Stephanie Van Brekel Prothor, I'm sure, has written on that sheet. Malia Martinez will step in, the senior. First pitch. That one fouled off. 0-1 to Martinez, hitting 3-11 this year. 46 of 148, 27 runs scored. Six doubles, 11 homers, 38 RBIs. All-time against Alabama, four for 12 with three RBIs and a home run. That home run was the home run in mm. 2020. Hitting 353 in this tournament. The 01. Emma Dirk gets away from him. Pill 1 and 1. Nobody on. No, uh, one out, excuse me. They haven't changed the scoreboard. Here in the top of the third. 1 0 Alabama over Arizona. Um, ESPN right now, they're showing a split screen 
Jenny Finch is in the stands. Oh. The Arizona great with Montana Fouts, who's modeled her game after Jenny Finch. You can see the similarities. Oh, yeah. 1-1, one, one, right in there for a strike, one and two. And now Hempill comes out to chat with Fouts. I think that might have been a missed spot, actually. That was, was pretty over the heart. It was pretty much right <laughs> down the middle. You know, make those mistakes, and that's one thing that both Fouts and Lexi Kilfoyle have done such a great job of, of if you do make the mistakes, don't make them right over the plate. Malia Martinez, 400 all-time in the World Series, four for 10. One, two from Fouts. That is popped foul past us on the right side, one and two. The out-of-the-box podcast scoreboard updates. Earlier today, James Madison with the upset victory over Oklahoma, four to three, and Oklahoma State a 3-2 win over Georgia on day side. One, two to Martinez. Swing and a miss. Got away from Hempill. She corrals it, throws to first in time, and that's a ho-hum seventh straight strikeout for Montana Founts. There are two down here in the top of the third. It's going to be very difficult for Arizona to score if they cannot get the ball put in play. <laughs> My analysis. That's the analysis I right. love to hear, Tom. <laughs> and that time going with the drop ball, and still, Martinez not even really close. Mm. Well, and that's, that's, you know, like you said, it, you know, the pitching plan, it's not the same pitches. It's a great mixture that is keeping this offense off balance from Steph in Montana. Here's Isabella Dayton, first pitch. Bunted foul down the left side, 0-1 to the freshman who has started 21 times this year. A bit of a surprise starter for me. Didn't make the board, but is hitting 227. 15 of 66, 16 runs scored. A couple doubles, a homer, seven RBIs. So tomorrow it's gonna to be James Madison and Oklahoma State in game one of the winner's bracket, and then the winner of this game will face the winner of UCLA Florida State following. 0-1, fouled off, 0-2. Yes, and with UCLA Florida State, we should talk about the news that broke. Um, we talked about it on the podcast. We thought it would be confirmed yesterday, but we saw official word today and a late, late, late last night with seven innings live. But Megan Faramo, as of this morning, was not in Oklahoma City, did not make the trip with a right-hand injury that is UCLA's essentially 1B pitcher with Rachel Garcia. It's a pretty good 1A, but yeah. <laughs> the 0-2 to Dayton, swing and a miss. Oh, she keeps on doing it. Montana Fouts strikes out the side. And she's got eight strikeouts through three innings, Tom. Just, I, my goodness, the clip that Montana Fouts is striking people out. This is an incredible start to this game for her. She has thrown 40 pitches, and 28 of them have been strikes. Uh, so she's just going right after him from the beginning. It's beautiful. Very, very few multi-pitch at-bats. Because uh, that's one thing, when you strike out a lot of people, sometimes that means your pitch count gets up. But uh, she's she's doing it pretty quickly, pretty efficiently to have that many strikeouts here through the first time through the order. And when we get back, the top of the order will have a chance to add some more runs. Alabama won, Arizona nothing here in the Women's College World Series. Off to the bottom of the third here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Off to the bottom of the third, Alabama won, Arizona nothing. Here, first game of session two, opening day at the Women's College World Series and due up for the Crimson Tide. One, two, three, Mack, Hemphill, and Powell facing Hannah Bowen. 
in the circle. Alabama with one hit so far. That hit and an error helped to bring in the lone run here on the night. And now, Tom, we will see how the top of the order adjusts to Hannah Bowen. They did good work against her in the first, but we've seen during this win streak, Alabama has done a fantastic job getting to the opponent the second time around as they've scored 12 times in this inning in the last 18 games. I say the Alabama's best innings have been the first inning and the third inning, and that's because the, that lineup turns over in the third inning, and, and we see um, the adjustments being made by this Crimson Tide offense. And uh, Montana Fouts is pitching outstanding right now, uh, but you would certainly not want to make her have to hold up a one nothing lead. We will be very nervous if it's one nothing <laughs> in the seventh, I'll tell you that. Yes. Here's Alexis Mack. First pitch is right to short. Harper's got it. The throw to first. One hops in and is scooped up by Scoopin for out number one. And Tom... That is all Jesse Harper hurrying that throw, but somehow it's still being online and getting Alexis Mack by a step and a half. Yeah, and that's two straight at-bats that Mack has put the ball in play in the first pitch of the at-bat. Um, you know, I, I think you know the first one was a bunt. The second one, she got the pitch she won the first, so that, that's fine, but maybe next time take a pitch or two just to see something. Bailey Hempel's used to taking pitches. Mm. She walked back in the first. First pitch from Bowen. Ooh, first pitch strike outside half, 0-1. Hemphill walked and scored in the first. Oh one, way outside, 1-1. One one. ESPN must have been talking about Jenny Finch for the last two innings. I think they, they just continue. interviewed her. Okay. Which... That's probably pretty fun. Yeah. I wonder if she wants to come up here. Sure. I'm not sure what tier she is, but we get her up. <laughs> the 1-1 one, one to Hempill is outside 2-1. See, now the podcast inside jokes are transitioning into the radio <laughs> broadcast, which is always dangerous. It is very scary. At out of the box underscore pod on the Twitter. That's right. Hopefully we've got another show coming from OKC this week. That is certainly the plan if things go well. 2-1 to Hemphill. That is well hit out to left. Drifting back. That's gone. Bailey Hemphill with a solo shot here in the bottom of the third as the Alabama all-time leader in career home runs widens the gap and gives the Crimson Tide a 2-0 lead. Off the bat, I knew it definitely had the distance. Wasn't sure if it had the direction, but it just got on the right side of that left field foul pole and Bailey Hemphill now with 63 career home runs and 236 career runs driven in. And what was the issue right there? Bowen came inside. Yeah. Don't come inside to Bailey Hemphill. Mm. So base is clear, one out for Kaylee Tao. 2-0 Alabama here in the bottom of the third. First pitch to Tao. Fouled straight back, 0-1. I don't have Tao stats after a Hemphill home run. <laughs> Maybe that'll be my homework for the next game this week. And Alabama once again scoring in the first and third innings. Yeah, now 32 runs scored in the win streak for Alabama here in the third. A one to Tao. That is hit out to left, and that's down for a base hit. Just got past Martinez at third, and Alabama starting to get to Bowen. Runner on, one out. Here in the bottom of the third. And we will see Alyssa Denham trot out to the Arizona bullpen. Yeah, the bullpen's down the, actually past 
the fence down in foul ground both sides so when someone heads down there we can see it so that's always a positive Jenna Johnson single back in the first her single led to an error that led to a run first pitch outside half strike one what I also like about this Tom is they bring the home run ball back for Christy Hemphill. No, oh, yes. 0-1 to Johnson. Clips the outside edge again, 0-2. I have a feeling that's not going to be her first home run ball this week. And I'm sure she's got just a room full of them. <laughs> I did want to add to my point, though, I was just making. First CO2 to Johnson. Too far outside on the curve, 1-2. and two. You know, right now, just to be honest, not a super energetic ballpark. And so, Tom, I like that Alabama is kind of creating their own momentum right. here early in this game. It was interesting because there are two sessions. One, two. Mm. Swing and a miss. Strikeout for Hannah Bowen. Her third thus far. Two down here in the bottom of the third. There are two sessions, the, the day side and the night side, Alabama and Arizona, the first game of the second session. So they cleared the ballpark and, and brought everybody back in. But it was like 45 minutes before first pitch before people started getting back in. First pitch to KB Sides is fouled off, 0-1. Sides flew out on a very well-hit ball back in the first, down to left. Runner on first, two outs, 2 nothing Alabama here in the bottom of the third. And not quite the full ballpark that we'll see later on in, in the uh, in the week and also what we saw earlier today with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both playing. No one decides. Change a bit high. One and one. Yeah, the Alabama section is not large, but they are doing their best. But they are but one section <laughs> yes. in a stadium that now seats, what is it, 12,500? Yep. 1-1 one, one to sides, just a bit low, 2-1. And, and you probably have, this is the type of session where you'll have the people that just come regardless of who's playing, either they're locals or they're the people that make trips and, and, and come again regardless of who's here. So they must be sitting back enjoying a beautiful evening and watching softball and not really as invested as some of the fans are. 2-1 to sides, misses outside, 3-1. Also, we have to remember a lot of the folks here, UCLA fans. Yes. The Bruins do travel. The Bruin bubble expands. Kaylee Tout, first two outs, bottom of the third, 2 nothing Bama. 3-1 to sides, swing and a miss on the rise, full count. A real interesting game coming up next between Florida State and UCLA. It could go any way. No result would shock me, except maybe a run rule for right. one of the teams. Payoff pitch to KB Sides from Bowen. That is well hit out to left in the air. Mionio tracking it down, though, and she makes the catch almost in the same spot as she got Sides last time for out number three. But Alabama adds another on a Bailey Hemphill solo shot as, again, the SEC Player of the Year just keeps proving it here in the postseason, Tom. They will take a Bailey bomb any day of the week, and that one was certainly hammered by Hemphill. And uh, just, yeah, keep on, keep on adding. And uh, with the way Montana Fouts is pitching, uh, you feel pretty good right now. 
Alabama two, Arizona nothing. We're through three, off to the fourth here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We head to the top of the sixth inning. Alabama with a 2-0 lead over Arizona. Deal for the Wildcats. The bottom of the order. Scooping Martinez and Dayton. 7-8-9 against Montana Fouts in the circle for the Crimson Tide. Alabama two runs on four hits. No errors. Four runners left. Wildcats no runs on one hit. One error and no runners left on base. And situationally for Arizona, they haven't had many opportunities. They've only had two at-bats with runners on base. And Wildcats are 0 for 2 and 0 for 4 with two outs, going 1 for 15 overall. And uh, it's just been a dominant performance so far by Montana Fouts. Yeah, and this is an Arizona team that in this NCAA tournament was hitting 430 with runners on and had 86 at-bats. 86 at-bats in this NCAA tournament with at least one runner on base. They're hitting 380 with runners in scoring position. They have 50 at-bats in that situation. <laughs> Zero so far today. But if you're Fouts, you've got to just keep hammering along. Yep. I think this inning is really critical. 7-8-9, you want to get these three in order because in the seventh, you'd love to not have to face Deja Mulipola if you can. Right. Charlie Scoopin will lead things off. Left-handed hitting first baseman takes the first pitch a little bit outside for ball one. Scoopin, a true freshman right there in Tucson. Tucson yep. High School. Carly Scoopin has had a lot of buzz this year and Came in, hit some really hard home runs early this season for Arizona that widened some eyes. The 1-0 pitch outside, two balls and no strikes. And that's something that, you know, we've seen it all over, but with the expanded rosters this year, an extra class basically, um, it's really hard for a true freshman to make that type of impact, but Scoopin has done it. Bounce looks in, the 2-0 pitch. Swung on and missed, two and one. Yeah, in fact, two of the starters for Arizona, true freshman along with Mionio. And you're right, Tom, again, with the expanded rosters, you just haven't seen very many freshmen get those opportunities. Bailey Dowling was one, T.R. Jennings at Oklahoma. Mm. But for the most part, not really. The 2-1 pitch, swung on and missed. Actually fouled off, two balls and two strikes. That's one of the reasons why the SEC had the newcomer awards this year. One to give those freshmen last year the recognition they didn't get last year because the season got cut off, but they're all kind of lumped together. Here comes the 2-2. Swing and a miss, strike three. 12th strikeout of the ball game by Montana Fouts and scooping down on strikes for the second time. Rise ball high and outside, Tom, and that's a beautiful setup and a beautiful comeback after falling down 2-0 in this count. Went heat a couple times, recognizing that Scoopin has been late pretty much all night on her swing, and that time throwing it out of the zone, a pretty untouchable pitch if you're a hitter, and Scoopin couldn't help herself. That brings up Malia Martinez. First pitch, swung on a miss. First strike one. is a fifth-year senior from Poway, California. Was, 0 for 1 with a strikeout. I was about to add, Tom. The 0-1. That one's lifted in foul ground. It will get out of play. No balls and two strikes. Malia Martinez now in 13 career at-bats. 
against Alabama, six strikeouts. Again, she had the home run in 2020 against the Tide, but other than that, it has been sparse for the senior against Alabama. The 0-2, swing and a miss, strike three. Martinez goes down on three straight pitches, and there's two away. I know Montana Fouts is on another level right now, and she's humming, and she looks like a computer-generated machine. <laughs> but also, at what point, if you're Arizona, do you adjust your plan? They are not swinging at pitches in the zone, and they are chasing out of the zone. And I know a lot of that is because of Fouts' movement. Right. But yes. at the same time, I mean, this is a good offense. I'm surprised they're not making better adjustments. And brings up Isabella Dayton. Left-handed hitting right fielder is 0-for-1 with a strikeout. The first pitch holds off on the slap. It's high for ball one. I'd also like to add in one more thing. Montana Fouts entered tonight with two complete game victories over Arizona. Combined in those two games, she had 17 strikeouts. And she has wow. 13 here tonight. 1-0 <laughs> pitch. Slapped out and missed. One ball, one strike. Dayton, a second-year freshman from Wiley, Texas. One-one pitch. Slap foul. Ball and two strikes. So Montana fouls now. 12 strikeouts today, so that's 326 on the season. I'll whip out the calculator for you, partner. <laughs> she is now 35 behind Jackie Trena. Wow. For the single season record. Could she get it by the end of the night? <laughs> well, I mean, Arizona would have to score at some point. Yeah, that's true. Mathematically, no. Right, so probably not. <laughs> the one-two pitch. High, two balls and two strikes. So many awards for Fouts so far here on the year. Co-pitcher of the year in the conference, the SEC tournament player of the tournament. First team All-American, 2-2. Two -two. High, three balls and two strikes. Unanimously. Yes. As well, which not many players can say. You mentioned 21st double-digit strikeout game of the year already for Fouts. Five more than anyone had ever had at Alabama. <laughs> and there are still more games. Right. Payoff pitch. Slap foul. We'll do it again. Three balls and two strikes. Such a joy to watch this team. Especially. I've had fun. Yes. Another 3-2. Swing and a miss. Strike three. <laughs> Six straight strikeouts for Montana Faust. He struck out the side for the second straight inning. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left for Arizona. We move to the bottom of the sixth. Still 2-0 Alabama here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
We head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Alabama looking for some more insurance as they lead it 2-0 over Arizona. Two up for the Tide here in the sixth. Johnson, Sides, and Woodard. Four, five, six. Lisa Denham back out in the circle for her second inning of work for the Wildcats. Situationally for the Crimson Tide here today. Alabama just one for six with runners on base. One for four with runners in scoring position. 0 for five with two outs. It's been the pitcher's duel that we kind of expected it was going to be. As you mentioned, Gray, I think it's very similar. And the score is exactly the same, actually, than the 2-0 uh, the Alabama victory that eliminated Arizona from the 2019 Women's College World Series. And um, I mean, we get them right sometimes. Sure. And the, so I'm saying Arizona has not played poorly and has not pitched poorly. But my goodness, Montana Fouts has just been shutting everything down. I took a look at the D1 fantasy softball group chat, and the word I saw was inhuman. Uh, <laughs> I, like I said, computer generated. I mean, yeah. she has been on another level, and we have seen some all-time performances from Montana Fouts in the last three weeks alone. But in terms of just pitch calling, her ability to execute those pitches, and I'm going to create a word here, untouchability, yeah. this might be the best I've ever seen her. And that is saying a lot. We have a new first baseman. Am I doing it? Give it a shot. Okay, the new first baseman, Julia Kutsoyanopoulos. Yes, Julia Kutsoyanopoulos. There we go. That's how we're going to say it. She's now at first, and the first pitch to Jenna Johnson is a ground ball to short. Harper comes up, makes the throw for out number one. One pitch, one out here in the sixth. Yeah, Mike Kendrea has said that Kutsoyanopoulos is his best defensive first baseman, but the bat not really there. Just hitting 231 this year. So now one out for KB Sides. Sides is 0 for 2. She's flown out twice to left field. The first pitch in there for a strike. No balls in one strike. So she's gone opposite field twice and hasn't missed by much either one of those times. No, Mionia with her speed has been able to track it down. And now notice, Tom, the third time around, Mionia playing a little bit deeper mm -hmm. out there and left. The 0-1, outside, one ball, one strike. And that opposite field power that Sides does have, it keeps the defense honest for Arizona. They're not able to shade over. So if she does pull one, better chance of getting an extra base hit. That one's in there for a strike on Sides, two and one. Excuse me, one and two. One-two pitch, side swings and misses at strike three. Maybe so sides goes down on strikes, and there's two gone. Well, Denim gets that strikeout right there because earlier in the at-bat, she brought a pitch up in the zone, which is very rare, and got a strike call. So sides with a delayed swing, and Denim able to get the K. She's looked good in yeah. relief, and, you know, I don't want to sound like we're doing a rerun of 2019. First pitch to Savannah Woodard. Called strike, 0-1. But if you remember, in 2019, Mike Andrea started Alyssa Denham instead of Taylor McQuillan, his ace, and Alabama got to Denham. McQuillan came in, shut him down. Well, he started Bowen tonight. Leo one, Woodard fouls it back, 0-2. And Denham has come on in relief, and now, to be fair, fewer relief innings than McQuillan had in 19, mm -hmm. but she's throwing a perfect relief game. 
So again, I mean, you know, these pitching decisions when you've got full staffs can sometimes backfire on you, and maybe it is tonight for Candrea. The 0-2, Woodard fouls it off. We begin, no balls and two strikes. Two outs, nobody on. Alabama with a 2-0 lead here in the bottom of the sixth. It is the top of the order due up for the Wildcats in the top of the seventh. The 0-2 pitch outside. One ball, two strikes. Alabama out hitting Arizona four to one. One costly error for Arizona. The one two, foul back. Moved again, one ball, two strikes. And the one hit for the Wildcats was erased on a double play. So Montana Fouts has faced the minimum here. I'd really love to see Savannah Woodard just square one up again. Hasn't looked totally comfortable at the plate tonight. One, two, Woodard will loop that one down for a base hit down the left field line. Woodard rounds first, but will stay there with a two out single by Woodard. And there <laughs> you go. Well, asking you shall receive. Elevated pitch on the outside half. Denim, I think. Just trying to go back to what worked against KB sides. And Woodard didn't do much with it, just poked it out to left. Was that a secondary perfect game jinx? I guess. <laughs> From, wow, can we do that? Wow. I didn't know that was in the running. So much power we have up here. <laughs> First pitch to Maddie Morgan. In there for a strike, 0 and 1. When I say up here, we are up here. We are. Third level. Yes, to get to the parking lot, we do have parachutes. <laughs> the 0 1 is outside. One ball, one strike. Morgan's one for two with the ground out and a single. But again, I, I really think no matter what happens in this inning, that was huge for Savannah Woodard's confidence. 1 1. Morgan pokes this one foul. He'll get out of play. Ball and two strikes. And the procurer of that foul ball when Tim Fouts. Yeah, I think he just gave it to somebody. Yeah, I see a hug now in the stands. <laughs> the one, two. Morgan with a liner to left center. That's going to fall for a base hit and get all the way to the wall. Rounding third is Woodard, and she will come in to score. And that's an RBI double for Maddie Morgan and a big extra run. It's now 3-0 Crimson Tide. Maddie Morgan with one hit in the 2019 Women's College World Series, and she has two tonight. This is a great piece of hitting. This is, again, Denim coming up and out. She just had a hit allowed on that same pitch, and Morgan is able to square this one up, drive it to the gap, and with two outs, Woodard was not stopping at all. And that just makes you feel even better. With the way Montana Fouts is pitching tonight, you feel good, but to add that extra bit of insurance, man, that's huge. And Patrick Murphy now going to the lineup card. And I think we are now going to see Abby Dorr come in to pinch hit for Taylor Clark, who was 0 for 1 on the day with a strikeout and a sacrifice bunt. And now going to give the sophomore from Eugene, Oregon, her first at bat here in the Women's College World Series. Dorr batting 132 on the year, 5 of 38. Two runs scored, five 
RBIs, a double and a homer. And let me tell you, Tom, pinch hit in the Kentucky series and was really close to hitting one out of the yard. First pitch is fouled off and it will get out, get out of play down the right field line. 0-1. I mean, we talked to Patrick Murphy after the game, and one of the first things he said to us was, man, I thought Abby hit it out. Mm -hmm. I like the move. You know, Taylor Clark struck out earlier in the game. And that one's a check swing foul ball. 0-2. Two. two outs with a runner on second. Alabama with a 3-0 lead. And Morgan has already been pinch run for, so she's still out there at second base. The 0-2. Door with a fly ball to deep left field. That one's way back. Way gone! Two-run pinch hit home run by Abby Door, and it's 5-0 Crimson Tide. Well, that one got over the wall. Right off the bat, you knew. Right off the bat. And that is why you pinch hit players in big situations during the season to prepare them for a moment like that. That is Abby Doerr's first career at bat in the Women's College World Series. And she took Arizona's ace, mm. who did not start tonight, out of the yard. And what pitch was it, Tom? Elevated outside. Mm. That is the third straight base hit Alabama's had on that same pitch from Denham. And the Crimson Tide is really rolling now as the insurance keeps on coming. Wow. Alabama now out hitting Arizona 7-1 to one here in the ballgame. And the smiles. Oh. Patrick Murphy, smile on his face. Abby Dore, huge, huge grin. She's dancing mm. in the dugout, hugging everybody. If you're Abby Dore, you're like, well, what's the big deal? I guess, I mean, you know, World Series, home runs, that's what I do. <laughs> First pitch to Alyssa Brown's high for ball one. Brown's 0 for 1 with a ground out. She was pinch hit for her last time up. And after a slow start, Tom, look at the bottom of this order. Mm -hmm. Woodard, base hit. Morgan, two for three. Door comes in, gets the pinch hit bomb. That one misses. Two balls and no strikes. And all this with two outs, too. That's right. Alabama entered this inning 0 for 5 with two outs. Now 3 for 8. 2-0. And Brown slaps this one to second. The throw over. From Cronco's in time for out number three, and that'll do it for Alabama here in the sixth. But the Tide puts up a crooked number here in the bottom of the sixth inning as they get three runs on three hits. There were no errors and no runners left on base. We had to the top of the seventh inning, the last chance for Arizona, Alabama with a 5-0 lead over the Wildcats here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We move to the top of the seventh inning, the last chance for Arizona as Alabama has a 5-0 lead over the Wildcats. Top of the order due up for Arizona here. Miano, Caronco, and Harper against Montana Fouts in the circle for the Crimson Tide. Alabama plates three in the bottom of the sixth inning, all with two outs. A RBI double for Maddie Morgan and a two-run homer from Abby Dorr, pinch hitting, giving the Tide the 5-0 lead. And giving Montana Fouts some extra cushion, which, well, I mean, it's great to have. I don't know if she'll need it, but it was great. To, it's great to have it. I mean, 
you know, you felt good. Right. Now you feel really, really good, Tom, because, again, Montana Fouts has looked machine-like. This is, I think, the most methodical and effective I've ever seen her look in the circle. And uh, Arizona, yet still, kind of had a shot when it was 2-0. Sure. Absolutely. It's hard for me to imagine the Wildcats <laughs> are about to put up five or more here in the top of the seventh. Fouts, the first 300 strikeout season this year since Alexis Osorio did it in 2017. Jackie Trena, as we talked about, holds the Alabama all-time record for single-season strikeouts, had 361 during the 2012 National Championship year. Fouts, 14 strikeouts so far today, 328 on the season. And it's two off her career high in strikeouts. First pitch is in there for a strike. No balls and one strike on Mionio, who's the only Arizona batter that has really been able to put the ball in play consistently against Fouts. She's one for two with a ground out and a single. That's the only base hit of the day for the Wildcats. And by the way, that career high from Fouts twice this year, once against Clemson and against Mississippi State. Not pretty good offenses there, too. That pitch is a little bit low. One ball, one strike. Well, I mean, let's let's pick this apart a bit. So you're telling me Montana Fouts in this postseason against the ACC champion tied her career high in strikeouts and now against the 11 seed in the country, the Arizona Wildcats could break that? <laughs> the 1-1 pitch is slapped foul. One ball, two strikes. I mean, she's not doing this against Alabama State or Mississippi Valley State or SWAC team. I mean, these are yeah. powerhouse offenses. Well, and that's part and part of the thing, too, for Alabama in this 18-game win streak. All but two have been ranked opponents that they've faced. One was the SWAC champion in Alabama State. The other one was Southern Miss. Everybody else has been ranked. That's right. So it's no pushovers. Alabama is playing their best softball against. The one-two pitch. Slap foul. Ooh. Everyone gets out of the way in the camera well down the third baseline. We'll do it again at one and two. Arizona faithful trying to rally their team. They know we're U of A too, right? Right. The one-two pitch. Again, slap foul. Oh, oh no. Mm, hit off the hand of the event staff. Person seated there. Oh, the usher tried to usher. make the catch mm. and just ricocheted off the hands. It's a tough look. Everybody saw it. Sorry, sir. It's a hard hit ball. We won't give him the error. Now he's descending into the camera well. <laughs> so I'll be down here if anyone needs me. The one, two. Inside, two balls and two strikes. Faust entered today's game with striking out 1.6 batters per inning. Only behind Kelsey Dunn in 2010 and Alexis Osorio in 2017. Strikeouts per inning. She may catch up with him. The 2-2. Slap foul again. Do it again. Two balls and two strikes. You know, what's really impressive about this, the pitch count's at 85. I mean, she yeah. has been efficient as well against this offense. This is one of the longer at-bats we've seen. Mm-hmm. 
Mionia has just kind of been she's been the pesky. annoyance. Yeah. yeah. The two-two pitch. Slapped it. Oh, fouled off at the plate. And that had a piece of him pill behind the plate. But I think Bailey's just going to be one giant bruise by the end of this season. She yeah. has taken some knocks the last couple games. And plus, we mentioned, you know, she slides into home to get the first out or the first run of the game and gets quite the raspberry on the shin. <laughs> the 2 2. And that's put in play. One hopper to Clark at short. The throw is just in time to get her for out number one. Tom, I think this is a scenario where Fouts was just saying, you know what? Defense, you got me. She right. kind of left one up a little elevated, but kind of over the white. Mm -hmm. And Mionio put it in play, and Taylor Clark, who has pretty much done all the fielding for Alabama yes. here in this game, was able to put her away quickly. Everybody else is like, why do we even bring the glove? <laughs> Had to do nothing. As Reina Kronko steps in, 0 for 2, with a strikeout, and was called for out of the box in the fourth. That ball is slap foul for strike one. was a big out-of-the-box call. It was a correct out-of-the-box call. There have been two out-of-the-boxes here in this ball game, one by Alexis Mack and one by Randa Cronco, and they were both the correct calls by the second-base umpire, Tanya Craig. Only one of those, though, brought Gary to you by the out-of-the-box broadcast. Right. Yes, only Cronco's. We have no, no affiliation with any Alabama out-of-the-boxes. The 0-1 the is swung on and missed, 0 for 2. The 0-2 pitch, slap foul, we'll do it again. No balls and two strikes. So Fouts right now sits three behind Kelsey Dunn's 2011 331 strikeout campaign for sixth all-time in Alabama history, but can leap over several people here very quickly. The 0-2, did she go around? No, it's not allowed. You One knew ball, that, Tom. Strikes. Come on. Why did I even look down to third base? Liz Hammerschmidt said she didn't go. It's been since 1998. We have seen a batter <laughs> go around. <laughs> That's with the Millard Fillmore administration. <laughs> the one-two. Slapped again. That goes foul. One out here in the top of the seventh. Last chance for Arizona. Alabama with a 5-0 lead. Looking to win their first game of the Women's College World Series for the fourth time in program history. 13th overall trip for Alabama. The 1-2. She did go around this time as the home plate umpire Cameron Ellison makes the call. And that's the 15th strikeout of the ball game for Montana Fouts. And Arizona is down to their final out. Fouts coming back with the drop ball here. Again, Arizona is starting to make her work a little bit more, Tom, but it's too little too late. This is the third time around in the order. They've made some adjustments, but still Fouts has been better in this seventh inning. So the last chance for the Wildcats is Jesse Harper. 
in the first pitch. Hits the outside corner for a called strike, 0-1. Harper is 0-2 with a strikeout, and she grounded into a double play in the fourth. Which is why, with Montana Fouts giving up us the one hit and no walks, why she is still faced the minimum here. Trying to face only 21 total batters. The 0-1 is a little bit lower this time, 1-1. I guess. Eh, it's all right. <laughs> the 1-1 one, one pitch. Fouled straight back. One ball, two strikes now on Harper, and the Wildcats are down to their final strike. Win here advances Alabama to the winner's bracket game tomorrow. The one two. Harper gets a hold of this one, and that's going to be a solo homer. Just a left center field gap. As Fouts got a little bit too much of the plate with that one. Yeah, this is a good adjustment by Jesse Harper. She got a rise ball that didn't quite have the up hop, the jump, and just hit it really hard. And that's a historic swing as Harper continues to try and chase Lauren Chamberlain in the all-time home run ranks. But again, just a solo shot. Yep. And that's why that insurance in the bottom of the sixth was so important for the Tide. As Deja Molipola steps in and takes the first pitch for a called strike. Molipola is 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Yeah, Harper now at 92, three behind Lauren Chamberlain for the career home run record. Leo one is low and away, one ball, one strike. If she was to track her down, I'm sure she would enjoy holding the Record for one year until Jocelyn Allo destroys it. Now, Allo, I think, is 11 behind with another year to go. Right. So it's all kind of a moot point. <laughs> the 1-1 is fouled off. And once again, Arizona down to their final strike at 1-2. and two. And then Tiara Jennings will probably break yeah. all those records. So. <laughs> uh, the talent in the game today, mm -hmm. Tom. The one-two pitch outside, two balls and two strikes. The two-two pitch to Mulipola. Right down the middle, cold strike three, and that will do it as Alabama gets the final score of 5-1 and advances to the winner's bracket of the Women's College World Series with the win over Arizona. Here in the seventh inning, the Wildcats get one run on one hit, no errors, and no runners left on base. Montana Fouts strikes out 15. Mm.
to get the victory here in the first game of the Women's College World Series. 16. The she gets yeah, 16, 16. Ties the career high. Oh, yeah, I'm yes. sorry. Yes, you're correct. She had 14 entering the inning. 16, tying the career tying high. So you're telling high. me Montana Fouts has tied a career high twice in this postseason when it's hardest? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Tom, a statement was made today. We have seen two games prior to this. In both games, the favorites did not fare super well. Oklahoma yeah. lost to James Madison. Oklahoma State had to really rely on some base running snafus to get by Georgia. Alabama, though, as the favorite, came out and thoroughly dominated a really good Arizona team, an offense that was playing the best it's played all year long. Right. And that, to me, is a gigantic statement to the rest of the field here in OKC that says, hey, we're ready to come and actually win this national championship. And it really doesn't get more impressive. Again, coming from up and down the order and with Montana Fouts looking maybe the best I've ever seen her in her entire career. And, you know, I'm watching now. She's talking with Holly Rowe on ESPN. Montana Fouts is barely sweating. Like, this, it, it was, I'm not going to say effortless. I mean, she came, but she came out and, as you said, was just a machine, just totally mowing people down. And Arizona got, you know, got good bat on ball one time. And a solo homer in the seventh inning, but by then uh, the the hay was already the barn, so to speak, for Alabama. And uh, just what a performance by Fouts and this entire Alabama team. As the final line gives you Air Alabama five runs on seven hits, no errors, four runners left on base for the Wildcats, a run on two hits, one error, and no runners left on base with the win. Alabama improves to 51 and seven on the year and advances to the winners bracket game tomorrow here in OKC. They'll face the winner of the upcoming matchup between Florida State and UCLA. Arizona falls to 41 and 14 and will face an elimination matchup uh, coming up on Saturday against the loser this game between Florida State and UCLA. And another really cool moment there as uh, Montana Fouts sought out Mike Condrea before she, she went to do her interview uh, to shake the hand of the man who Patrick Murphy called the gold standard. And uh, tough outing for Arizona here today, but can't say enough of what, what Alabama did here in this matchup. I mean, Alabama was the better team, and this is the only time all day I have seen the better team play like the better team for seven innings. Yeah. And it was really impressive. And again, I think maybe the biggest part of it all, yeah, she threw a couple more pitches than he wanted in the seventh inning, but Montana Fouts only threw 103. Yeah. So she is very much the option tomorrow in the winner's bracket game against either UCLA or Florida State. And I think you feel really confident in that considering what she just did tonight. She improves her record to 26-3 and three overall with a win. Hannah Bowen takes a loss. She's now 10-4. and four. We'll take a timeout and come back with the post-game report right after this here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Fairfield IMG College. But there's a moment where we're discussing how good Montana was. And I say to you, I don't know how she can get better, but maybe she will. Yeah. And I didn't realize that that would prove true the next night. Again, we're getting too ahead of ourselves. You'll hear that from that game, I promise you. Mm -hmm. But at the time, this was, I think, Montana Fouts' best performance of her career. Well, yeah, I, I think it was too. And, you know, I've been doing Alabama softball play-by-play uh, -play since two, 2015 and this was my fourth trip to Oklahoma City 
and it was the first time Alabama won the first game. And it is the route that you have to get to the championship is so much better if mm. you are not in loser's bracket to start things off. Um, you know, Alabama went through it in 2019, lost Oklahoma in that first game and had to scratch and claw to get to the situation where they were, where they were a game away from the championship series. This time Alabama had the, had the advantage by winning that first game and it just, the food tastes better. Everything, you know, just, you know, that steak was real the steak good. Was really good. The traffic in Oklahoma city doesn't bother you as much. <laughs> it's just so much better when you're on that winner's bracket side. Mm. And this game got us there. It, it did. That was a good night. That was a really fun night. Uh, Alabama will see Arizona again. I, I have zero doubt. We don't know the schedule yet, but whether it's in the non-conference, whether it's a run in the NCAA tournament, whether it's in OKC, Alabama and Arizona will meet once again. Mm-hmm. You can bet on it. <laughs> Probably more than once. Sure, right. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I'm interested to see the next chapter in that quasi-rivalry. I wouldn't consider them rivals, but, I mean, good Lord, we've seen some classics the last couple of years when these teams have met. So, yeah, and we'll see what Arizona looks like now. Yeah. It's, they lost a lot. They've got a new coaching staff. All those seniors are gone. Multiple Olympians and Olympia Olympic caliber players gone. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what Arizona looks like this year. I'm sure um, none of them though are listening to this. <laughs> Probably not. They, Probably. they don't want to, they don't want to relive number four. No. Number three, we come back home, Tom. Mm-hmm. The SEC tournament was back in Tuscaloosa, and what a glorious week it oh was. Oh, my gosh. Just in every way. Yeah. Start to finish. Alabama did not play until the third day, right, as I go through the Rolodex. Yes. yeah. Because the first day had the one game and then first round on the second day. And I still had a blast. I mean, it was good softball from start to finish, and it concluded the only way it could. Sure. With the uh, recalibration of a rivalry for a conference tournament title in roads. It just made sense. And that'll be number three. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. The SEC tournament was so good. I mean, everything about it, you had perfect weather the entire time. Literally uh, could not have been could, better. It, like it was just perfect. And I've heard people and we'll talk about it more, but I've heard, you know, whenever something happens, you obviously something on social media or things like that, people try to, to limit or, or denounce what happened. And it's like, well, it was at home. Of course, you're going to win it at home. Well, I'm sorry. The SEC tournament host has only won one other time. It was 2012 when Alabama did it. But, you know, so Alabama apparently is the only team that plays well at home in the SEC tournament. And, uh, but it was, it, it, it seemed like it, Alabama was the team of destiny to win this SEC tournament. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. No, oh my gosh. But you'll hear about it, at least the conclusion of it when we get to number three on the Alabama softball 2021 moments of the year. That'll be next week for my partner, Tom Canterbury. I'm Gray Robertson. We'll see you then.